Greetings, everyone, and praise be Jesus Christ. Suffice it to say that there's an awful lot going on as we enter this first weekend of December and as we arrive at the second weekend of Advent. And those going-ons are not only reflected in our culture with the tree, the toys, the lights, the gifts, but it's reflected within our parish community itself. It's reflected even within the readings today. A lot going on here at St. Patrick's. We'll begin with the readings. This second Sunday, we are presented with John the Baptist. And this reading from St. Matthew says a lot. And it not only says a lot of things, but the nature of the things that are talked about here. A geographic change, mountains being leveled, valleys being filled in. This is big stuff. He speaks of fire. He speaks of repentance. And in many ways, all of these events are pointing to the event that we are preparing for, the coming of God to us. And that's a big deal. That's a lot. In of significance in my reading and praying of this, two points. Number one, St. Matthew tells us that all of Jerusalem, all of Judea, and the surrounding region around the Jordan are all going out to see John. That's incredible that they would go out to the desert. There's nothing in the desert. But John's there. And he's attracting all of these people from Jerusalem, all of Judea, the surrounding region of the Jordan. They're all going out. I wonder what that looked like. Certainly, it was a cosmic change. It was a big deal. Something to think about. The other image that stands out to me is the axe to the root of the tree. You know, so often in Advent, we have the Advent wreath. But I'll be honest, that image, that symbol, that doesn't do anything for me. <laughs> you know, it's kind of just like a secular symbol. You're not going to find that in the scripture, counting down the weeks with lit candles. But you do hear in this Advent season, this image, and for me, it's far more powerful. An axe laying at the root of the tree. That's actually a startling symbol. It's a powerful symbol. What does it mean? It piques a curiosity. And again, my friends, the feast that we are ready to celebrate is very curious. God becoming man. You know, we as Christians are the only faith that believes that. When we say God becomes man, what we're speaking of is heaven coming to earth. There's a change that brings things upside down. The flipping of the universe. And that is quite remarkable. It's something to think about. 
This weekend, with all of the going-ons here at St. Patrick's, yesterday we had First Confession Day, we had a wedding, we had more confessions. There were cosmic things going on. People being reconciled to God. And while it might not be all of Kennett Square, it certainly was a lot of people. We had about six priests hearing confessions for an hour yesterday morning. I heard again for an hour and a half in the afternoon. Again today, our school children. There is something beautiful happening. Yesterday at the wedding for Kenan and Anna, one of the bridesmaids was nine months and one week pregnant. (laughs) I thought she was going to have the baby right in the front pew. That did not happen, but it alerted me to this reflection on today's gospel from the Magnificat. And it's written by a woman by the name of Carrie Ducalo. And Carrie is described as an army mom. She's a a writer, a wife, an artist. She founded the website HealedByTruth.com, which promotes faith-based healing for abuse survivors and their families. And to close out this little homily, I'll share with you her words on the gospel today. It's a terrifying moment in childbirth when the doctor cries out, I need everyone in here now. Nurses rush to the bed, pulling out forceps and all sorts of contraptions. Every movement, breath, heartbeat, and sound of each person in the room holds the tension of one thing. The baby is coming. In today's gospel, we find the same level of intensity In the wilderness of Judea, John the Baptist cries out, and if we were to translate his words into the vernacular of today, it might sound like, I need everyone over here now. A physician of sorts, John speaks of the instruments of the Spirit, an axe, a blazing fire, a winnowing fork. All I can think of is how much this is going to hurt. Spiritual rebirth is very similar to childbirth. (laughs) Now remember, I'm not saying that. I'm quoting a mom who gave birth to a child. No one can do it for you. Each one of us must undergo the painful process one step at a time. John warns us not to be like the Pharisees and the Sadducees who came but did not believe and who did not bear fruit. Instead, he bids us further into the wilderness where our souls are laid bare. His words and witness reveal the urgency and the importance of the spiritual birth that is about to take place when the Messiah appears. My friends, not many of us may be nine months and one week pregnant here. But as we continue into the second week of Advent, we as Christians do have the life of God within us. And he wants to come forth. And that coming forth, that going out of ourselves in others, is the call of this sacred season.
And it is the beautiful vocation of our lives. I close with a quote from Thomas Merton, which describes this Advent season in a most beautiful way. He said, The Advent mystery is the beginning of the end of all in us that is not yet Christ. And if you, like me, still have things in you, ways of thinking and thought and behavior that are not all Christ, how hopeful this season is. For it is the beginning of the end of all in us that is not yet Christ. May God be with you in this second week of Advent.